Illuminati, home of the almighty media. That's how powerful we are. That's how influential we are. And we're not stopping anytime soon, so get used to it. Boom. What up, everybody? It's Reed. It's Corey. Hollywood Mike. Back with the Who's Number One podcast. Man, we got a sick show for you guys today. Dropping some big announcements. So make sure you guys uh, are tuning in because we got some fun stuff to talk about. Some big announcement. Who's Number One is back, baby. We're, we're kicking things off. We're getting the hype Ratcheted to number 10 right out the gate, everybody. Uh, Real, real excited show. Mike out there in Brazil. Mike, how you doing, brother? Uh, Right now, I'm talking to people in the YouTube chat, but I'm doing good down here in Brazil, just holding it down, man, hanging with the OGs down here in the South Zone, trying to absorb their power. This dude's been getting into so much stuff down there. Feeling fucking strong, man. I was hanging out with Wally Dismail the other day, Cassio Cardoso. I've been training on the beach, man. I feel like a prime Mike Tyson. Like, I'll just run through anybody. Dude, what? Like, last night... Last night I had to go meet my wife. You know, it was dangerous in Rio at night, so I met my wife to go pick her up somewhere. And I was lurking outside in the shadows and nothing but flip-flops, board shorts, a windbreaker, and a gold chain. And she came out. She said, everybody inside said there was a scary guy outside. And I looked outside as my husband. She said, why are you always so angry? I said, because I'm the king of the streets. got to be ready anytime, <laughs> any place. I'm ready to you run right through know. somebody. Yeah, you yeah. got to let them know, <laughs> yeah. bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. But yeah, just holding it down out here, hanging with with the OGs, like I said, Waligi, man, I absorbed some Waligi power just hanging out with them, been running on the beach like an animal, doing pull-ups and shit. I got stronger just being around Waleed, but hell of a trip. I don't ever want to come back. Dude, what was it like hanging out with Waleed there? The legend, junk, the jungle fight legend, the Dana White of Brazil. Um, what's it like hanging out with that dude? That looks sick. Inspiring, man. It's just Waleed is just, he's just like he is in interviews in person, man. Me, me and Majid. Me and Gorilla were flying around with his Benz and him talking shit. He's like the mayor out there in Baja. Everywhere he goes, people are waving to him, yelling his name, and just talking with Waleed about, about the old days. I got all pumped up. I'm like, fuck, bro. I'm going to do Master Worlds. I don't care what happens. I've been competing in a while. I'm going to do Master Worlds, Black Belt, Middleweight. I'm moving in with Cashew Cardoso, legendary red, red and Black Belt tomorrow to get going. I'm going to go over to Krugans, get a, get a kimono, ready to rock, baby. I, I'm feeling great, feeling like a million bucks. Can't wait. We might never see Hollywood Mike back here in Austin again, but, but I'm also Poderoso Mike now. I'm Poderoso Mike because I've, I've absorbed all the power, power from Mike Poderoso, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but Corey, you're also coming back from a big trip too. Just got back from uh, from Italy. You get some pasta in in the, in lieu of, of Mikey Musumeshi. And, we, and the- we got a whole lot of yeah Mikey style pasta, except for except for one night where uh, we went out to we went out to dinner with Espen Matisan. Uh, the land of pasta and pizza, right? And Espen takes us to this place called Old Wild West. Hell yeah. Part of Rome, right? Right, right in the smack of Italy. He takes us to the had most some, American Had some cheeseburgers and french fries. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Made us feel right at home. So it's a sweet tournament. You come back around. IBJF, your, your European championship. A lot happened there, of course. Tyne and Tommy, big story. Espen Matisse lot, lots of crazy Europeans. Adam Wardzinski, fun, fun time? Yeah, crazy action. Uh, I really, I mean, I could watch that Espen-Tommy match over and over. Really impressed by uh, Felipe Andrews, too. He mm. submitted a lot of guys. And I think he had two matches where in two matches combined, he submitted both the guys in the last 10 seconds and scored 63 points combined. So, like, he, he looked on fire. He's always done well at Euros, right? 2019, he won his division. 2020. 
he won his weight class, but it's the first year he came around and did both. Um, a lot of guys had stories like that. Uh, Maisa Bastos, of course, incredible, coming off of an ADCC trials win. Next weekend, flies out to Italy and dominates everybody there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Felipe Andrew. Who's number one champ, Maisa Bastos? Can't be go. stopped. Reigning champ. Yeah, Felipe Andrew looks like it's going to be you know a good year for him. He, he's really putting together a lot of good good wins and uh, and uh, stuff on the IBJJF circuit. But uh, happy to be back, Corey. Yeah, or you yeah, wish you were I still mean, in Italy. No, we got the we got the who's number one train rolling. So good to be here. Good to be on it. Sick. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, baby. I'm ready. Right, you're, you're pumped up about who's number one. That's right. Friday, March 25th, back in Frisco, Texas, right next to where the Cowboys train. Can't wait. 7 p.m. Friday the 25th. We're going to be having the seminar, of course, the 24th. Uh, tickets are live now. Seminar link is live now. I'll put that in the Discord. I'll put that in the YouTube chat in a minute. Tickets sold out super quick last time for the event and the seminars. Buy them, buy them quick. They're going to sell out. Going to be nine matches like usual. First three free on our YouTube. Other six only on Flow Grappling. Uh, going to be doing a pre-show at 6.30. For the to be me and Kyle Terra like last time, joined by Craig Jones and Tim Spriggs. Gonna be having new match announcements coming every day. Can't wait. I'm fired up. Nothing gets me more fired up than who's number one match announcements. Yep. Who's number one heavyweight champion? Tim Spriggs coming coming through. Um, yeah, love it. We always do these these seminars. Seems like they've been wildly successful. We've had Craig, we've had Gordon, John. Um, you had a bunch of different people. Do we want to kind of drop who who the seminar is going to be this time around? Yeah, let me do it. I'll put it in the Discord right now. Hold on, I got a million tabs open like usual. So the seminar is gonna be. Heath Pedigo and the Daisy Fresh crew as a whole teaching a seminar on Friday, or Thursday, March 24th at the venue in Frisco, 7 to 9 p.m. It will sell out. Let me put this in the, in the YouTube chat as well. Frisco, Texas, of course. We're going back to the Sports Academy at the Star. We had a great time last uh, time in, in, in January. Incredible facility. Uh, incredible kind of... Uh, um, Couture Mons for the athletes and stuff. They got the whole, you know, all the, um, I don't know what those things are called. Uh, I don't know. The, the things so, that they do. <laughs> so the, the, the tickets, I believe, are 125 for VIP, 50 for a general admission. The seminar is 120 You can get a bundle with the seminar and a GA for 160 All this is going to sell out. Last time I had a million people messaging me the day of. And uh, make sure you get these things because once once they're gone, they're gone. We can't get you in. I had like 100 people messing me the day of the event trying to get tickets last time. And, I mean, a seminar with, with, with Heath and the guys from Daisy Fresh is going to be a great one. Can't wait. Yeah, obviously, you know, Heath Pedigo out there killing it with the Daisy Fresh crew these days. So excited to see him uh, get, a, get a seminar. Mike, you've, you've learned from Heath in the past. Maybe you can kind of talk to us about what, what type of teacher, what type of coach Heath Pedigo is. Maybe what type of the things they could maybe expect to learn from Heath at this seminar? Yeah, I've known Heath since he was teaching when he was a purple belt. He's always had great techniques. Student of the game, studies the game, knows everything that's going on out there. You can see it in the results from his team. Uh, and I, I mean, Mikey and other guys are going to be in the mix. Going to be a lot of great technicians there. Uh, really excited for this uh, this seminar. I mean, great opportunity to go learn from some of the best in the world. You're going to want to go check this out. What about you, Corey? You know, you've been watching Heath's guys and Heath, Heath for a long time. I mean, what do you expect in this seminar? You know, 
could be some leg lock stuff. But of course, they, those guys have a have a robust game at, at the Daisy Fresh. Yeah, and they're always ahead of the game too, right? They're they're not kind of teaching last year's tricks, right? It's always stuff that's kind of on on the cuff and on the come up. So they'll be, I'm sure, showing some techniques that are still kind of underground for a lot of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of new stuff. I remember when I went to Daisy Fresh last time there, uh, Heath was giving me some really really high level um ankle lock details you know those, those just those minute kind of adjustments those minute movements and and what the new thing is that everybody's doing so yeah he's a, a student of the game constantly on the forefront so uh, excited about that seminar of course thursday march 24th the day before who's number one going down frisco texas sports academy of the stars this shit's gonna sell out quick heath pedigo is a popular guy so make sure you guys get your tickets as AP, and then while you're at it, get tickets for March 25th because we got a crackerjack of a card that Hollywood Mike and, and the crew are putting together. Plenty of sick matches on this one. Can't wait till we kind of let the whole entire thing loose. But first, out the gate, Mike, why don't you hit him with that main event? I think I think it's time to uh, to let this let the juice out. Main event. I mean, these guys met before on road to ADCC. They've both been asking us to run it back ever since. Uh, basically Mikey, every time we talk to him, he's asking us to run it back. Shout out to co-host Mikey. He's on traveling right now. Couldn't make it, but it's going to be the geek versus the freak, baby. Mikey Musumeci versus Gio Martinez. This one, this time it's going down at 135 pounds for Mikey's bantamweight title, uh, grudge match, one of the biggest grudge matches in the sport right now. Title on the line. Mikey Musumeci, I believe is undefeated on who's number one besides the match with Gabriel Souza at 155. Can't wait to see this one. Hell yes. Mikey versus Gio. The people have wanted this one ever since they had their their crazy rivalry match. One of the most watched matches in Who's Number One history, of course. Incredible match. Corey, give me your give me your breakdown, man. Give me your analysis. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I love this match because I don't think it goes at all the same way. These both these guys are such such students, and I'm sure students of each other at this point, right? They want to beat each other so badly. Mikey, of course, wants to get a submission over the inc- unbelievably flexible GMR. Martinez, but Gio Martinez is not going to let Mikey mount the kind of offense he did at Road to ADCC. He does not want Mikey to gain an inch. He, doesn't, he does not want to lose a, a, a centimeter to Mikey in this match. Uh, I'm sure this rematch is going to be fire. Uh, I imagine there's going to be a little bit of, little bit of heat coming into it, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. Of course, you can't forget what happened at their last meeting. Um, you know, one of the most kind of badass uh, who's number one matches, but I think most people were talking a lot about what happened post match uh, at this match. Uh, Mike, you want to kind of give us a recap of of, of how the, their first match went down and 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 uh, what it spilled over into? I mean, uh, hold on, I keep I'm so bad at fucking Discord. I keep getting an audio calls. Can you still hear me? Yeah, but, yeah, we got you. All right. I'm All right, so, so hold on. Let me send this thing to the uh, to the Who's Number One podcast channel real quick. Oh fuck, I am really bad at this. <laughs> we need Connor back. Uh, Connor I, is I on his way back. It. He's in rehab right now, still for his uh, Mountain Dew addiction. Yeah. So uh, thoughts and so, prayers right. to Connor. But so you got you want you want to walk through the uh, the, the history of the Mikey Musumeci versus Gio Martinez beef, one of the funniest beefs in the history of my life that I've ever seen. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> All right, what's the what's the first file we have prepared here? Let, let's pull up this first file. Uh, first, uh, Gio got on Mikey's nerves a little bit, talking about he didn't want to be his friend, talking about him speaking Portuguese and stuff. So let's play that. Let's play that first file that we have uh, prepared there. Well, I'm really used to it. 
but I'm just here to do jiu-jitsu and make friends. So it'll be an awesome match. You know, I'm not trying to be friends. I want his jiu-jitsu to talk. You know, when we handshake, we're going to war, baby. Gio doesn't want to be his friend. What do you guys think about that? Hey, man, you got to respect Gio. You know, this is this is a, a, a fight. This is a match. There's a time for friends. There's a, there's a time for enemies. And, and for Gio, that time right there was a, was a time for, for being enemies. So I'm about it. Yeah, I mean, Gio is all business, right? He he came into this match looking to do what he wanted to do and uh, was was not having any Mikeys maybe. And there was definitely, even up, up before that, a lot of psychological warfare going on, right? Uh, Gio got in the comments in the Discord real early saying right off the bat, I don't want to be Mikey's friend. I'm not here to play games. Mm -hmm. And of course, Mikey yeah, wanted the golden boy. Mikey would um, put put posts in Portuguese out, and it, that seemed to kind of um, ruffle Gio a little bit too. That he would that he would put Instagram posts out in Portuguese. That he was kind of pandering to, are, to many different crowds, I guess. Yeah, these guys are both really good, easy easy to get along with, but for whatever reason, they really don't get along with each other, right? So we have some more interesting clips. Let's let's roll into the next one of the history of Mikey and Gio. As they exchange some words after the match. I think Mikey's still Andrew. a little upset maybe about some of the pre-match shenanigans that were going on, but I think that the end results... When Mikey's on your neck, you're going to ask him what he was saying right here. He was saying a lot of stuff to you. Definitely a little leftover frustration All kinds of funny photos of this moment. <laughs> Oh, there's Boogie right there. Yeah, Mikey's going around talking to everybody. So let's go ahead and I think roll right into the next one. The next one probably is pretty connected. Oh, this one. This is one of the fun. This is maybe the funniest post-match But let's hear it from you. How do you feel after such a match? Man, you know, like uh, we're both black belts in jiu-jitsu. I'm so disappointed in the behavior you had with me on the mat. What a low-class person, you know, like horrible. These wow. values you learn as a black belt. You know, like, what is that? Before the fight, he made fun of me for speaking Portuguese. Like, I learned Portuguese from doing shit in my whole life. You know, like, I can't believe this guy is a black belt, you know? Strong words, Mikey. I don't care what skill you have in jiu-jitsu. If you carry yourself like that, you shouldn't be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like, so amateur. I said, like, two little things, and, and now I'm, like, the bad guy, you know? I guess they hurt him. I guess it affected him, and um, now he said I shouldn't be a black belt, so... I don't know. I guess I'm not a black belt in his perspective. Wow. I, I mean, I, I I feel Mikey there. I mean, I think Connor is a low-class person. I call him that all the time. But I think <laughs> taking away Gio's black belt was a little harsh. What do you guys think about this moment? Obviously, Mikey was emotional after the match, but called him low-class and said he shouldn't be a black belt. Yeah, no, I know Mikey said that he was a little emotional after the match and he wished he had had a moment to kind of like collect his thoughts for a second. Maybe he, he, even he admits I think he was a little harsh, but I think Gio deserved it. I think Gio, you should have got his black belt taken away. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, I, I, love this, I love this rivalry. I, I love it. This is this is kind of what we need, to be honest. I think, you know, yeah. they're two different people. That's That that happens sometimes. Gio and Mikey are, are, are polar opposites, and it just it happens sometimes, but it makes for, for great jiu-jitsu, I think. Man, I just – there are three people in the world that know what, uh, what Gio said to Mikey to get him that fired up. It's Mikey, Gio, and Gabriel. I would love to know from Gabriel's perspective what, what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> there was some talking going on during the match, right? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I think I think I remember. I remember they told us. Uh, Gio said like um, he was 
he was kind of like had his ankle or had his leg and, and Gio was like, go ahead, try to try to break it. Give me your best shot. Give me your best, you know, breaking mechanics. Go ahead, go. He was just like, go, break my leg, try to. And, and I think low that's class something. Person, low class person is up there with Roberto's life or death interview after, <laughs> meaning of life and death interview after Dante is, as one of the best post-match interviews for sure. Yeah, and, and hey, you know, a lot of emotions high here for sure, but I think this just just goes to show how serious these guys take this and, you know, how bad Mikey and Gio both wanted to win this match. What can't be forgotten in all this drama is that Gio and Mikey are two of the very best submission hunters in the world, uh, especially at 135 pounds. That's why this match was was had so much tension into it because this was really for kind of all the marbles that that number one spot who is the the, the best 135 pound grappler it's either geo or it's either mikey so there's a lot on the line for this match make no mistake about it and and this type of thing happens sometimes when tensions are high when there's a lot at, on the line when there's a lot at stake at stake this type of thing can can boil over so d- don't get it twisted these two are two of the very best that jiu-jitsu has to offer what do you think Mike? absolutely and then i think our next clip is probably going to sort of clue us into probably what Gio was saying that pissed Mikey off so bad in the match, and it also sets up the next one. So let's go ahead and play this, play this next clip real quick. Leg locks, and um, I don't know. I just fell for 50-50. You can't tap me out. Like, I just, it's really hard to tap my legs out. I'm pretty flexible. And I compete and train against guys that are really high-level at leg locks that will really pop my knee and really, you know, make me go to a hospital. And he just didn't have the breaking power, honestly. So Gio right there, we'll just go quick to our next one, because Gio right there says Mikey doesn't have the breaking power with his leg locks, which is interesting, because Mikey's heel hooked a lot of good guys so far, and who's number one. But that sort of, I think, prompted uh, this one, the emergence of Darth Rigatoni. Mikey calls my phone during the podcast when Craig was on there. Let's play the Darth Rigatoni clip. I mean, i got to ask you about the Gio match, I guess. So how are you feeling about that one? arrival you know because he's super flexible so he's the perfect person for me to perfect my breaking mechanics with you know? oh. i really want to like have my breaking mechanics <laughs> you want to break his leg mikey that's what you're telling then like i will be able to break anyone so Heck yeah. Dude, imagine your Geo sitting at home and he's I'm just so glad I got Geo as my rival because he's <laughs> flexible. I could try and break his leg. <laughs> no, but like I get to practice like going way further on his joint than everyone else, you know? So like if I'm able to break him, then everyone else will be like I'll be able to break and submit. So that's why I'm really happy he's my new rival. Lucky guy, Geo, with his flexibility. <laughs> my theme is finishing people with submission. Golden days of the podcast right there, huh? That looked like a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, it did look like a fun time. So right there, that was that was when Mikey first uh, broke through to the dark side. That's when the mean side of Mikey Musumeci came out on that podcast, right? Yeah, and that's also kind of the birth of the Mikey lock and, and birth of, of Nogi Mikey, who, you know, he really went down that rabbit hole. So I think we got we owe Gio Martinez, uh, you know, some, some thanks for, for creating. Birth of Darth Rigatoni in that moment, right? And, and Mikey's the kind of person, right? You do not want to give Mikey a goal because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's going to do everything he can to accomplish it. So I think Gio oh, yeah. coming in there and saying, Mikey just didn't have the power to break my legs. That's, that's putting a challenge in front of Mikey who, you know, Mike's watched him climb, you know, climb mountains just for the fun of it, just because he wanted yeah. to be able to prove yeah. it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll never go to the desert with Mikey Musumeci again. That was one of the <laughs> one of the scariest experiences of my life. 
But uh, so that's set up. Uh, Geo calls into the podcast the next week with a response to Mikey saying that he's going to test his breaking mechanics, break his leg on him. Let's play this next one. He thinks that um, coming in there thinking that he's going to try to break my leg is going to be intimidating, man. I thought that's what he was trying to do last time, you know. That's what we always try to do, break each other's limbs. So I'm really hyped, really pumped up about that. And like I said, this is a – this is kind of fun. This is who really Mikey is right here, and I love I love that about him. I love that he's coming out, bringing the heat, and um, he's hungry, and I'm hungry too. So I think I'm gonna come in there and just uh, I'm ready to battle him anytime, anywhere. What do you think about? Well, we're gonna drop the brackets on Friday at the press conference. We do first round, and we do second round, and we do second round. Like I just want to compete against him this weekend, and I know that um, people want to see it, and you know he's eager to go out there and um, try to break my legs and. I'm, I'm as well ready to go, and, you know, he could try to break my legs. I'm going I'm to break his mind. You know, I'll break his mental game. I'll break his head. He's in a, you know, he's already slowly breaking and showing that, like, he's not the same no more. Damn. I'm going to break his fine, mind. Huh? That That's an intense line. That's an intense yeah, piece of trash talk. He's, he's coming to break my leg. I'm going to break his mind. Is a hell of a quote, man. I, I, lo- I love this, this rivalry right here. I'm so glad we get to run it back. Yeah, but Geo seems unfazed, man. It seems like we're kind of in Geo's world uh, a little bit more than, than Mikey's. I think he, he kind of likes the back and forth. Um, so, yeah, Geo unfazed for it. I'm excited to see how this is going to escalate further because I feel like the, the trash talk isn't quite done yet. Yeah, and there's, I, don't think, I don't think it ends maybe even after, uh, after this match is over. Who knows? True, true. I mean... I think Gio likes playing the heel here a little bit, right? Like, it seems like he's trying to get in Mikey's head with this stuff. And, I mean, it might have worked back then. We'll see how it is going into this match. But I think Gio, I think you're right. I think Gio embraces the trash talk. Gio likes it. I'm not quite sure how used to it Mikey is. But, I mean, Mikey will be calling back into the show next week. We can get his thoughts on it. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. How do you? Here's a question for you guys. There was a lot of talk about Gio saying Mikey can't break his leg. Mikey's saying he's, he's been working on his brake mechanics to break his leg. Do you think Mikey can leg lock him this time around, considering the, the gains in his leg lock knowledge and also the Mikey lock? Do you think the Mikey lock plays into this match? I think, Corey. I, the Mikey lock seems like it's been Mikey's favorite weapon since he unveiled it, right? Since he he found found out the breaking mechanics in that technique, it seems like that is his go-to. Like there is some, some special power, some special like torque that he's able to create with that technique. So if that's the solution that, that – challenge of geo brought maybe maybe that's the answer but who knows i, I mean geo d- has seemed in every match where he's ever been under threat of a leg lock to just be able to turn his foot in circles mm-hmm. just eats it and, and goes through it yeah i mean but this is mikey has been specifically training to break geo martinez's leg and if it, I know anything about Mikey's training, it's that it's it, it's incredible that he's very focused trainer, focused driller. He's doing the right things. Um, so I have to think if he says he's drilling, he has been working all you know this past year to break Gio's yeah. leg. I got to think that he that he's you know able to accomplish that. It, you know, of course it, it, the match is going to be different. Gio has the opportunity to break Mikey's leg, but I have to think that Mikey's made the adjustments that that if he gets those opportunities again, he's not going to uh, you know let them slip by. I'd, I'd be terrified if I was Gio because losing a jiu-jitsu match is one thing; getting your leg broken is a whole other story. True. And uh, Mikey Musumeci is the type of guy I've seen him win matches in dominant fashion and be so upset with his performance that he goes and starts drilling in the hotel immediately after. Like he's, he's obsessed with perfecting his techniques. And if he wasn't able to tap Gio last time, 
and he's talking about he's going to break his leg. I'd be sort of terrified going into this matchup. But also another thing, another question I would ask you guys, what do you think Gio's got to do to get the W here? He lost last time in ADCC rules, would have lost if that was his number one rules as well, most likely. But what do you think Gio's got to do? I mean, Mikey's such a tough egg to crack at 135 pounds. Like, how, how do you beat this guy? I think he had the, the right strategy uh, in, in the beginning, right? Get into Mikey's head. Mm. Um, I, I think that's the, the, the battle for, for Geo starts now, right? It's not just about what you do on the mat. It's about what you do in the lead up to that mat because, um, you know, we've seen that he's been able to at least put himself in Mikey's head before. And, and I don't know, like you said, Mike, if, if Mikey's fortified against that as well as he is fortified against maybe submissions or guard passes or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that, you know, um, we can't forget that Mikey has has lost since that match as well. I think going into the, mm-hmm, going into the road to ADCC, you know, sometimes these guys have this kind of air of invincibility about them. And I think, you know, Mikey at that moment, definitely not that Gio was, you know, not trying to do everything. I'm sure he, he was, but that air of, of invincibility was, was over Mikey. And I think there's something to be said about having seen Mikey lose once before since then and being able to be like, okay, so that mountain is climbable, you know, like that, that, that isn't such a, an, a tall task as maybe as I originally thought it was. Um, so I think that, you know, the blueprint is maybe out there a little bit. If if Gio can kind of take what Gabriel Souza did well and try to apply that to his game, I think he could have success. But who knows? Mikey, you know, is, is a guy who likes to shore up those holes very quickly in his game. So we could see a completely different Mikey, and who knows? It might not work. But I think Gio's going to have just a little bit more confidence going into this match, to be honest. There's another thing about the way that, that Gio, Gio's jiu-jitsu works, too, is that, like, the, the reason Mikey's so good is that he can study positions that he knows and figure out, okay, here's what's wrong with this position, here's how I make it better. The thing about Gio, and especially in his passing game, is that he does things so unorthodox that, like, if he can find a way that hasn't been kind of discovered or, mm-hmm, or played mm-hmm. around with too much and use a, a new approach to Mikey's guard, Mikey might not have encountered it or have studied it as deeply as maybe a more conventional True you know, uh, approach. And mm-hmm. I think that that, that would help Gio along is if he continues to use his kind of unorthodox game and find a different way around Mikey, his Gio's guard is uh, his passing is incredibly underrated. He's got some of the best passing at the lower weight classes that I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're right. When you say unorthodox, just the 10th planet system as a whole, right? Like we all go over to somebody's pocket wheelies and a motorcycle outside. Uh, we all go over to 10th uh, Planet Austin sometimes for those 10-round Tuesdays, and the first couple times it'll sort of fuck you up because you get a different look than usual, right? Like, I body lock pass a lot, and I throw on the body lock pass, and everybody's, like, trying to pull over for go-go platas and shit, like, type of shit that you don't see a lot of places. It's a, it's a different style, and Geo is, like, the epitome of that. Geo's a mm. very funky style, I think, stemmed from his breakdancing past. And it'll be interesting. I mean, we're talking about Mikey went back to the drawing board and has been working on breaking Gio's leg. I mean, Gio lost that match. I'm sure Gio's been working on how to defeat Mikey just as much. It'll be interesting to see who adjusted and who made the better adjustments going into this title match. Yeah, Gio's out there killing it. I know he's got a new gym. His, his gym's killing it and everything like that. So it seems like Gio's just in a really good spot these days. So that could be perfect. And and you, you kind of forget, too, that Gio is a little young in the game. You know, he's he's been around for so long, of course, and he's a veteran. But he's still honestly getting better every time we see him. I think he, he still has a lot to improve on, and he's still constantly improving. So we're going to see a better Gio. We're going to see a better Mikey. March 25th, Mikey versus Gio. Tezos, who's number one? Shit's going to be lit. It's going to be crazy. Tezos, who's number one, presented by Fat Tire, baby. I can't wait until the next time we see you guys next week because we're going to have announced all the matches. There's going to be some fire matches. There's a couple, holy shit, like what the fuck moments 
in these matches where, we, where you guys are going to drop your jaw. Get these tickets now because if you're going to want to go to this thing live, it's going to sell out super quick. If you want to go, get the tickets now. I'm telling you, don't hit me up two days before the event when it's sold out. Yeah, that Dallas crowd is great, too. We, we had a great time back in, in January for, for the who's number one. The Dallas crowd showed up. They supported their their grapplers, and, and uh, you know, they, they went crazy. So shout out to Dallas. Uh, Mike, what's going on in the, in the chat? How, how's everybody reacting to uh, to Mikey versus Geo? Anybody got anything? What's going on in there? Pretty excited. We got a lot of the regulars in here. We got uh, Renee Souza, uh, obviously a 10th Planet guy. We got some of the regulars, Becerra. I don't know if BG's. I think GS was in here. I don't see O Steve. I'm not sure what, where O Steve's been at these days. But, what's Renee uh, think? What's, what's Renee Jordan think Butler about from the, Daisy Fresh? Have you, do you guys know about Jordan Butler from Daisy Fresh? His nickname? What is it? So Jordan but- Butler from Daisy Fresh. He'll introduce himself to you. Uh, he's like a six foot something African American fella, and he'll say, "Hey, what's up? I'm the BBC." And you'll be like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, the blue belt champ." so the blue belt champ he's saying he's gonna have to retire that name when he gets his purple belt but it'll be back when he's a brown belt who else we got let me check the discord we got we got a couple questions in the discord Mm. from people i'll I'll kick these around okay wait where was it at okay i'm in the wrong i'm in the wrong discord what does renee Renee think about geo versus mikey get in there renee what do you um who who you got Renee, give us your thoughts in the YouTube chat if you're still around. Uh, all right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm really bad at computers, guys. You should see the stuff that my art, IT department has to deal with with me. All right. Uh, will we see another tournament-style event was a question from Becerra. I think, yes, we will definitely want to do more tournaments. Uh, not in the immediate future, but definitely want to run more tournaments. Who's number one championship was a blast. Okay. This is one I'll, I'll run it by everybody. Who, this is from Mr. House on Discord. Who is someone that hasn't been on who number who's number one yet that you would like to see compete? Corey, you go first. Oof. Um, fresh on my, my mind because I just threw her in the rankings. I'd love to see Sophia Casella at the 115 pound. Uh, somewhere in 115 some, sometime soon. At Fire Strawweight Division. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this girl, mm. Sophia Casella? Yeah, so she just beat Alex Wynn at uh, at finishers. Uh, she's their 115-pound champ and their 125-pound champ. Uh, student of Tom DeBlas and Matt Sarah, Jason Rao. Um, with with that crowd behind you, you gotta be you gotta be a killer. Does this girl hang around Rakshan? She does. Trains All right, yeah. in good company. <laughs> the Sultan of Strangles, the sex machine himself, Mike Rakshan, big, fit, big, big friend of the podcast, big, big time legend. All right, so you're going Sophia Casella from Jersey. Uh, Reed, who are you going with? Who's somebody that has been who's number one you'd want to see on? Yeah, great question. Plenty, plenty of good names. I think that we still want to get on there. We got a good list going, but um, just you know, we were talking about Euros. Somebody came back from from uh, or Corey just came back from Euros. So somebody like I honestly really want to see is Tommy Langacker. I know he's not normally a uh, a nogi guy, but I know he's flirted with the idea of doing ADCC trials and stuff like that, and Tommy is just so much fun to watch. So uh, I want to see Tommy Langacker in the nogi on on who's number one, man. I think that'd be sick. All right, before we get uh, going, this Renee's they, they got some stuff pulled up of Renee from the, from the YouTube chat. He's predicting buggy choke by Geo in under 10 minutes. Nice, wow. nice. Well, that would be incredible. What do you guys think about this prediction? <laughs> that would be fuck. That'd be crazy, man. That'd be sick. But, but that that <laughs> yeah. that is an unorthodox submission for sure. That's, yeah. that's what we were talking about. So, 
All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Renee saying he'll fight Lane Gacker. All right, I'm going to go with the person I want. This is the easiest question in the world for me. The person I want to see on who's number one, the new human highlight reel, Fabricio Andre. Mm. This guy it just does not get more exciting than this guy. It's almost hard to believe that this guy is that exciting. When you when I when I made the little highlight of him from ADCC trials, his highlight just from that tournament is more exciting than most people's careers. Like this guy is ridiculous, just flying stuff, inverted triangle, you know, doing that Andres Bernowskis hopping up and down, backwards, throwing to a triangle, submissions from everywhere, great wrestling, just never stops, got a motor like a motherfucker, always 100 miles an hour. Fabricio Andre is perfect for a, a super fight type of event. I would love to see the Hokage on there. So speaking of Fabricio, I just released a uh, trials winners power rankings uh, today. Um, I was surprised by how successful Fabrizio was at Trials. He had 10 matches. Of the nine he won, he had an 89% submission rate, and his average match time was 2 minutes and 52 seconds. Ridiculous. I think he had had the most submissions throughout the two trials. He had eight. uh, Our friend Majid Gorilla Hands. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm, going to add a 1A in here. I'm going to put Gorilla in there as well. Majid Hage in in the T-shirt. Uh, Majid, you guys got to watch out for him at West Coast Trials. When we were w- with Waleed the other day, he gave us a couple of Jungle Fight shirts, and Waleed's going to channel that Amazon power and wear, wear Waleed's shirt from him at the next trial. So I think it's going to take Majid to the next level. He's going to tap 10 people in Vegas, qualify for ADCC. Majid oh, or Fabricio Andre can't go wrong with either one of those guys. Damn, people in people in Vegas are fucked. You wearing wear the Jungle fu- Fight yeah, shirt? They're absolutely fucked. Damn. That trials in Vegas is filling up fast too. I can't imagine what those divisions are going to look like. If you thought the East Coast trials were wild, I mean, I'd imagine maybe like eight or nine round round divisions, you know, in order to get to the finals. Yeah, yeah these are- like like Mo keeps saying, if you guys follow uh, Mo's Instagram lives, I watch all of them. They're very entertaining. Uh, this thing, they're going to cap it. 66, 77, 88, they're going to get to a point where it's just too many people are going to cap it. If you want to do it, sign up. And, I mean, if you're trying to be a professional grappler you got and, you're, and you you can do the West Coast Trials, you should be at West Coast Trials because this this is going to be the toughest of the tournament of the year besides ADCC. It's going to be an insane tournament. I cannot wait for this thing. Yeah, absolutely. ADCC West Coast Trials, April 2nd and 3rd. This is going to be a real special, special tournament. Vegas. Every year they get bigger and bigger, but this one is is a real special tournament. So you want to be involved in in history for for the trials. Make sure you guys sign up for ADCC West Coast. Uh, that shit's gonna be absolutely insane. All right, so let's see what else is going on. All right, else? nothing else too much to talk about on there. So the uh, the ticket link is in the Discord. It's in the YouTube chat. We're gonna be sharing it on our Facebook and all that stuff. Like I said, this will sell out VIP tickets on sale for the first time. Usually we just keep those to people we know. We're going to sell VIP tickets this time. Um, if you want to go to the seminar and the event, you can buy that bundle together. Get GA, get VIP, just get the seminar. Frisco, Texas, baby, right next to the training of the Dallas Cowboys Sports Academy at the Star. It's going down. Can't wait. Hell yeah. It's going to be sick. And, and um Hello. Check on on Instagram because we're gonna be releasing what is it nine matches basically from from here on out. Is that the that, that's the plan? Keep keep an eye on Instagram. Yep, one per day for the for the main event until we're done with all six. Then drop the prelims, all three on the same day. Some fun athletes on the prelims. Like I said, a couple holy shit matches on this main card. The best is yet to come. I can't wait till next week when we can talk about the whole card. Yeah, you're not gonna believe it. It's tough to keep tough to keep our mouth shut on this one. I think. 
Yep, plenty, plenty of sick matches to come. Who's number one? March 25th, we're finally working towards the next who's number one. Super excited about that. Corey, anything else you wanted to say before we get out of here? No, that's it. Keep keep, keep your eyes peeled and, uh, yeah, look out for what's, what's coming up. Hell yeah. Mike, any last words out there from Brazil? God bless you all. See you next all right. week. There you have it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Who's Number One. We'll be back next week for more super sick shit. Tune in. We'll catch you guys later. Hell yeah.